0: One, and we're live here tuning into the Cosmic Children Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. And today I have two really interesting individuals in the studio with me. I have Derek and I have Herman. And I really, really like what you guys have done and you guys are currently doing. And you guys run a really fascinating pocket or really fascinating space uh, called Cynospace. Um To kickstart this conversation, could you please introduce yourself and tell... The listeners, what is Sinospace and what does SinoSpace do?
1: All right, um, I shall begin. My name is Derek and I'm the co-founder together with Herman. Um SinoSpace it's really special to me. I think it's a space where you know creatives get together and tell very meaningful stories. I will let Herman, you know, add on to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um my name is Herman. Um I
2: come from a background of fashion. Um, so that has been quite an interesting journey so I've worked with brands with like um, APC Monocle um, so I do feel that my experience in, with those brands kind of helped me to build what Sinospace is um, so Sinospace started out as a um like a music and arts, performing arts, uh, performing yeah. arts school yeah. uh, but as we went along throughout the years right it became um really about art I guess but is really the emotional part of what art does and how people react to that and um, we use art as a medium to relate back to people Um, you know but I think that is the front of what Sinuspace is like back end we do a lot of other things Um, we help other brands to kind of help tell their story um So it's been quite interesting. We even managed to do like Van Cleef and Our Pals. Um, We helped with uh, Hugo Boss to kind of tell their story. So um, it's been quite interesting to see also how it has evolved in the last three years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. hearing a lot of interesting things from you guys. And I want to start like All Good Stories from the beginning, the inception. Yes, You mentioned it started off as a music and a performing arts thing. Mm. And I believe, Derek, you mentioned before that you used to be in theater. Yes. Uh, yes. you, You came from that background. Um what was the inception of the space initially? Like whose idea was it? Was it, um, because you mentioned you're from fashion, he's from theater. How did you guys even meet?
1: All right. Um, so it started, uh, let me just go into why, you know, we we started Space. So back in 2020, yep. uh, if everyone can remember that it's also like the, peak of i blocked it from my memory yeah yes 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 um and back then um you know i just um uh i was actually teaching in a prior prior to science space teaching in a music school for like uh 8 years and um, the previous music school has to like close down due to pandemic and everything. So, you know, I was like thinking, okay, what's next? And I actually got uh, Herman on board because Herman is really good at the, uh, you know, branding aspect of stuff. I didn't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. shaking so his head right now.
1: <laughs> to me,
2: I just thought that you know, instead of him going to find another school to teach at, like, why don't
1: you just start your own, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so, that was the start of it. And so, I started that with um, some of my students actually followed me on board to Space. and that's how we started out. Yeah. Yes. So, mm. I think
2: um, at that point, I really thought like, okay, I'm just going to... Um, create something pretty for Derek and that's it and so like uh, one and done yeah. yeah one and done but I kind of knew that I would support him back then. Mm. um but after a while what happened
1: was like one thing led to the other yes and like he was really surprised at my students yeah mm-hmm. so mm. he got a shock out of it it's like wow your in- your students are really really interesting I want to share a little bit about that
2: <laughs> okay I, I don't remember that part <laughs> I don't remember that part, but yes, um, in some ways they were quite exciting. Um, but I think when uh, I saw the students and I saw I saw the capacity of the space, hmm. I felt like there was something more to what he was doing. Hmm. Like at the end of the day, right, um, the students are not there to be better singers. Hmm. You know, they spend their one hour so that they could relax, that they could just de stress and be themselves, hmm. and I knew that uh, this was part of like a bigger picture, Mm. right? So, what happened was um, obviously with any brand because I I really like this part, um, how do you conceptualize something that can be trusted by people? Yep. You know? Mm. Um, So, in terms, I knew that I had to write a press release because I mean to get new students obviously the media has to kind of blast it out and mm. things like that right mm. so it took me a while like i was just like thinking how do i do this press release i was like thinking and thinking and then i started doodling i started writing and then by the end of three days what happened was i ended up with a folktale instead mm. so um at that point the folktale was used to kind um to kind of give a gist of what Sinospace did yep um and to kind of give an insight how the name came about. So we referenced it to a character called Sino and my best friend back then. Um, So she, she illustrated the whole thing for us, right? And the colors that, that were used in the illustrations became the colors that was used in the space as well. Yep. So um, during COVID, also during uh, that period with all the f- groups of five or two and things like that, we invited friends over. Like, you know, for me, like after work, when I went over to the studio, right? And then we hosted dinner, um and now I was like thinking to myself like when you invite people
1: over, what else do you do? Uh? I still don't know. And, and then, here it comes. <laughs> and then I comes. just told I just told Daryl
2: like, "Hey, go tell the story." I uh, go tell so the story.
1: He doesn't care about <laughs> actors' process. So okay. what he did was like, "Okay, go tell the Sino story." So I was like, "Um, just okay, fumbling with that printed version of yeah. the Sino story." Yep. And here he goes. That became something that we always do. Yeah. Whenever so, we have guests over,
2: so yeah. that Sino story became a thing that we kept doing. Right. So we've been telling the stories like hundreds of times already by now um but what happened was after the stories is in some ways i didn't realize how impactful it was and um there was one guest who said that let's bring the story to life mm. Mm. so she was um she was a lecturer in nafa and then that was our first project you know like externally like we partnered with nafa and then we brought in like 15 students from different departments and then we literally created the set we built the
1: costume and even the scent that's yeah. how our you know you, you did mention you came to, over to sinus space and the scent that you smell is actually curated uh, because of that immersive yeah. um, show that we did yeah. yeah so and then we had that
2: um the show over the students performed and one of the guests was watching the show Um, she said that um I'm really so inspired by the story I want to hold my first um my my first art show. Yeah. And then we said, okay, inside my head, I was like thinking, um, okay, where's this going? Because it's not mm. the direction that we wanted, right? Yep. Mm. But yep. um, because we knew what this show would mean to her, we said yes. Um so when I saw her works, and she's she's um she's a girl that has gone through bipolar for about mm. 10 years already. Um so she was sharing her experience and things like that, and how when she hears sounds, her mind changes those audio into visual. So she saw colors, she saw shapes, and she started painting what she saw. Obviously, for me, without the story, I wouldn't understand it. I saw the works and I'll be like, "Why is this? You know, anybody can do it." Um, but so I think that was the reason why. Um, how we told the story through the video was very important. And that was our yeah. first video that we did, right?
1: right? Yeah. Um. So just to share a little bit about the process that became our very first art um, showcase, yeah. uh, that wasn't the plan at all. And our impression of a you know art gallery or yep. exhibition is, okay, people come and they look at the works they are being hung. And, and probably there are some descriptions of, you know, what the work is about. Yep. And I remembered vividly what happened. Uh, I was in one of the rooms and when I stepped out of it and I saw uh, one of the participants actually teared, you know, uh, she was flipping through Patricia, which is, you know, um, the, our very first artist showcase, um, the art journal. And then I move on to the main hall and saw Herman. Okay. Herman is bawling his eyes out with Strangers I don't cry as well, in public. You know? Okay. I don't normally cry yeah, in public. Like I was shocked. Like what happened? And even Patricia, okay, we call her Cha Cha. And you know, she she pulled me aside and said, Hey Derek, Derek, I, I, f- I feel so bad. I'm like, what happened? What happened? Uh and then she said, I made so many people cry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's mm-hmm. okay, it's okay. And that is when we realized it's, you know, we, we, our focus was never about the final product, like how the work looks like or the mm. techniques. But we are here to share her story and um, her tenacity to fight with mental health um, really, you know, touches a lot of people. And a lot of people actually resonated with their daily struggles in life as well. Yep.
2: And take note um, uh, from
1: the very beginning, right? Mm. I am very against
2: um, uh, marketing Sino space as a wellness Wellness space. like we don't provide Mm. wellness services or things Mm -hmm. like that like for us it's just um, it's about the art whatever happens in the space like through group communication and things like that if it helps you it helps you Mm. Um, because we are not professionally or medically trained or whatever you know Um, but Mm, we saw the effect that it had on the crowd and even on our first show we did, weren't expecting so many but about 500 people came incredible yeah mm-hmm. and this is during COVID so we did like batches like of 8 or 5 or something like that mm-hmm. Um, and then we kept doing it and yeah and then after that we were thinking okay what's next right but what happened was um, we hosted a workshop like a 2 day workshop for Patricia to do that just to kind of engage with some of the participants and out of that workshop right I think about two other participants got so inspired by her story and they voiced out like they want to share their own story. And I think to us at that point, we realized like how the Sino story was coming to life. Yeah. You know, like one creature teaching the other. And um, yeah you know, so we curated that journey and we worked with the artists for the story.
1: And Yeah. And yeah. here we are at our, when you came over, that's our eighth <laughs> artist yep. showcase. Mm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it's been quite nice. We are, mm. uh, we
2: always expected that maybe um it's just like friends or you know people that we know will come Yeah, but it's quite nice to know that we have hosted people from like singapore arts museum mm-hmm. national heritage board you yeah. know things like that and these are really big names that you know they come by and i mean
1: at the end of the day like who are we you know mm-hmm. um so yeah it's and been we always felt that um you know we we don't feel that we kind of own Sino space. Mm. We have always felt like we are the guardian, we are the caretakers of Sino space because we saw it firsthand, like mm. what happened within that space that um, even though we don't use the word wellness or yep. therapy, but healing take place, mm. you know, within that space very organically. Yep. And I feel that, you know, art has that ability to invite people to mm. look deeper within themselves. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: You guys are incredible. I have like five different tangents I want to delve deeper. Um, first of all, mm. I'm curious about the definition of like a gallery and because I find definitions of uh things to be very important and it's mostly mm. contextual as to how you guys want to see it. and you guys are very, you guys mentioned you guys are very against being like a wellness center. Mm. So I'm curious to know how would you describe Sino Space to those who might not have heard before because Um, for those who might not be so proficient in the arts or might not be so exposed to the arts they would think Sino Space is like a gallery but you Mm. guys said you guys are not a gallery how would you describe it?
2: Um, I think for us we always make sure that we always emphasize that the art is not the main focus Mm. Mm. I think it's very strange when somebody says when they think it's a gallery but we don't focus on the arts Um, so we always tell people that what you're going
1: to experience is actually the stories of the artists Yeah. yeah yeah
0: Do they usually understand when you put it in that framing no. or no? <laughs> no, because, because it
1: is ultimately a experience. And I think with um like different guests coming to Sino Space, they only get to experience when they go through that yeah. uh, whole experience. Uh, so it may be very different every mm. time, mm. but the gist is still the same. Um yeah. to to have that safe space for us to express and to explore through meaningful stories. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like um,
2: what is it? Uh the last thing that I want, because when I was still in secondary school, right, I used to, I can't I couldn't go home. Okay. So I used to kind of wander the streets and or maybe like I'll go to the museum. Mm. Um but the one thing that I felt was sometimes I just didn't understand the artworks on the wall. Um, so I left, like, I know that the world is much bigger, and I know that there is something here that is pulling me back to the museum, even though I don't understand it, but the last thing I wanted for people to feel when they leave Sino space was to feel uncultured or silly, because they don't understand the world, and, you know, from the average Singaporean, right, when they think of a guided, uh, a guided visit to the museum, they feel that, it's just a curator or somebody just telling them about the work, mm. but over in cyberspace is is very different. Like you're not gonna get that you are, mm. literally engaging with the artist on a personal level and, um, on the usual scale maybe about five or eight people per session, yep. mm. and that allows the person to really, um, even know how abstract the piece is. Right, they connect through yep. the emotion, which. Technically, everybody have felt before,
1: So yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, maybe let me share a little bit about the process working with different artists. Um, I think first of all, you know, we always go through a session where we ask the artists like, well, "Why do you want to do this? Like, why mm. is it? Why is it so important?" Mm. Um, and to actually understand like the journey, the artist's journey itself, and uh, to find like you know we have shared many many different uh, stories and And um, over different mediums yeah over different mediums we have like paper uh, making up paper paper fragrances yeah um because it's was on it fabric goes. as well. Yeah, fabric. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So one one of the things that we do is, uh they have to kind of summarize their mm. whole uh, artist journey or life journey. I think it's more of a life journey through um hundred and eighty words. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very specific. <laughs> yeah. Very specific because we actually made it into a video. Yeah. And mm. they will go through a session where we talk about you know all these and to have clarity in all these different milestones. And it's being concise into once it's being concise into the 180 words we go through a voiceover. uh that's when i actually guide them to um, really uh usually um some can do it very naturally yes 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 some takes about six hours for less than a minute <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so like you know they're like oh why, why do i sound like that and, yep, and, yep. and stuff like that yep. um so uh you know to actually bring them into that state where they can you know take the time to feel the voice and to let their voice tell the story for them mm. yeah i think that itself is quite uh um, and we make it- most of them cry <laughs> <Yes>. so,
3: <laughs>
2: yeah so yeah accidentally i think because to do a showcase mm. you mm. have to also really go deep as an artist like yes. while you're doing it mm. um so that involves a lot of like really finding the root to the issues, you know, and Derek here is the emotional side of Sino space, okay. So he does that. No emotions, man. God, but <laughs> I just like, I just like the side, like just watch. Uh, but, um, I think Derek does that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he does that so that the artist can understand that when we do a show, it's really not about you. At the end of the day, it's about how you are gonna hold space for other people.
1: Mm. So, they need to relate back, you know, to the audience, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, um, because I'm from a theater background, so we actually did like, uh, in a very theater style. So you know, once we craft crafted like the whole journey. So when when we talk about creating spaces, right, it's not just okay work a hang, but we look into the experience from the moment our mm-hmm. you know guest step in. Where do they go? What how do they feel? You know, what do they hear? Mm. All these, the sights and sounds, all is part of the experience. And then, um, I go through like, technical runs. I went through, like, different top points for them to rehearse. Um, And, for me, I just yeah. go in like, nope, doesn't work. <laughs> no, <Nope.">
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, where's the emotions, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, very
1: like, very direct. When like, you yeah, just through. Said and then once they, you know, yep. get through. And there's one thing that I always uh, share with our collaborators, our artists, it's, when we allow ourselves to go into that vulnerable space, we also give permission for our guests to do that as well. Mm. So it's very important for us to become comfortable in that space. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to know what what mm. I've noticed is you guys have worked with uh, artists and makers of like varying degrees. Mm. Uh, some could have that that could be their first show with you guys and some mm. could be a very experienced in the field already. Was it always the intended idea to, to, to work with different collaborators of different skill sets and different mediums and just to see how things flow like that?
2: I think um, for me, the reason why I'm very particular on the medium that they use is because we are telling stories of different people, right? And we want to connect with different kinds of people so even you and me, we have different ways of expressing ourselves. Definitely. So let's say if we do a showcase based on sense, maybe certain people will be connecting to that. Mm. And then if we do fabric, maybe another bunch of people will be connecting to that. So we try to cover as much as possible. Um but yeah, I mean there must be a meaning mm. behind it. Yeah.
1: At the end of the day, we do look at stories. Mm. Um, you know, it's not it's it it's never just transactional, you know. Mm. It's um when they share their story, if we felt, you know, touched, I think that is that first. Just a
0: bit also, Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, okay, can can this is, we are, we are feeling it, let's yeah. do
1: this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It sounds like it would take a lot to touch Herman, yeah.
1: <laughs> In front of you, maybe not. Uh...
0: <laughs> so, what, what I'm curious to know is, how has the role mm. of Sinospace Space, or even both of you guys, how has it changed across like, let's say, the, the three years of doing collaborate collaborations with these different uh, authors? Mm. Yeah. So how has it changed like throughout three years? Like the relationship? How how, um, how has it mm. changed from the initial uh show that you guys put out to like the most recent one? Because you guys are representing SinoSpace as mm. the, the entity, but you guys are both individuals as well. Mm. So I'm just curious to know that, that journey from when you first started that show uh three years ago to like the most recent one. How how have you guys changed and how, how do you guys even see that?
2: When we first started, I feel that there was no expectations. Mm. you know there was no requirements like how well do we have to reach because nobody has ever experienced it before (laughs) or or like Mm. um but right now i feel that the pressure is (laughs) kind of on oh dear um because you know like every let's say for every christmas or every gathering that we do right Mm. um i think we definitely want to touch people in different ways so we try different ways
1: hit and miss lah. but um In a way, way, like expectations as Mm -hmm. well, you know, Uh, we have seen so uh, many people who shared with us, you know, how, uh, how has like the experience in Sino Space has changed. I mean, right now it seems like a big word, but really changed their lives. We we heard it from uh, different individuals. Because of that, I've, you know, done, made these decisions and that. Mm -mm. Um, So it, it kind of also gradually put on a expectations I think it's more mm. for ourselves like for ourselves yeah, to yeah. make sure that we always deliver and we cannot yeah. be fake like no yeah. phonies
2: yeah. So
0: just if it feels fake to you then no like you cannot yeah. do it yeah mm. yeah but what is the metric let's, let's go deeper into it. what is the metric like you guys would define as quote unquote fake because it is an internal experience this is how an individual even you guys perceive the art and perceive the stories as well. What what does fake mean in this context? Fake
2: to me, I feel that if we are because every guest goes through a journey, right? If mm. any touch point we are really just trying to force out the emotion from you, like that is not the point. You mm-hmm. know? Um, it has to be a very natural progression and um we are not doing it for reactions. We're mm-hmm. not doing yep. it for Instagram stuff, we're not doing it for this kind of social media, but um
1: Yeah, we always have to make sure that we are in check like Mm. really tell authentic stories and really listen i think for us listening plays a very Mm. very huge part in the creation process because i think the whole process
2: Mm. builds on trust Mm. you know and Mm. um, i don't want someone to come in and feel as if like oh this is just a company and um, they're just trying to make me spend money here or yep. whatever like because technically our shows we don't make money mm-hmm. yeah. and, the, and, the, and the artists don't even pay for I mean they don't have to pay for the video they don't have to so it's all from our own pocket money mm. Um, so we're not expecting anything actually it's just mm. we want people to be able to experience um, a non-commercial program I feel yeah because mm. I think in Singapore everything is so filtered and everything is so mm. done up so much yep um, and I think I just don't like that now. Uh.
1: Yeah, mm. I mean that's the reason why why we kept doing it to mm. to really see the authentic um responses from our guests that came through the doors. Mm. Um, you know shows after shows, showcase after showcase. Yep. Um, the stories that are shared, the community that we build. Mm. Um, that makes it, you know, make make us move forward and yep. wanting to do keep doing it.
0: Yeah. On a dull things a little bit back to the mm. idea of like the pressure of expectations how mm. do you guys internally balance that with with running the space and moving forward and doing bigger things and more interesting things while balancing out the authenticity of it and it being genuine and i guess vulnerable to a certain degree how do you guys conceive of that that internal uh, balance or even like struggle
3: because mm-hmm. I, I can
0: imagine it might get overwhelming. It might yeah. get a little bit intense sometimes yeah. because you have to balance such intangible things mm-hmm. and you have to balance the emotions of not just yourselves, mm-hmm. but the artists and the people experiencing it as well. So it's, 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 it's kind of different from just a oh, regular gallery or like a regular mm-hmm. museum show where you're just getting people to show that works with like a write up by the side. But I've, I've been to one of your, your experiences and it is different. So I'm curious know, do you, how, how do you perceive of that balancing act?
2: that is a tough question
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: go home and cry <laughs> Yeah, do you guys have uh, I, I think we are still trying to work that out it's, yep. it's, it's never easy and yep. I, I think at this point of time we are still trying to do that to yep. balance uh, meaning over these three years I mean we we are really grateful that you know we have grown um in many different ways right now we are handling um different projects Uh, we are also currently part of the wellness festival singapore managing like different um that's the irony right we we like refuse to use the word wellness and here we are part of wellness festival yeah um but we just kept trying and i think when we put in a right intention we believe that you know the universe will support us and we did have like you know, a community of friends who come forward to to share, to support us. Even like this experience with you, you know, having this podcast to share our stories and to share what Sino Space is about, mm. and that is never planned; it's just organic. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm curious to know do mm. things move? Uh, with regards to do you guys need to have like a consensus between the both of you? Oh, let's do this. Or is it more modular in a sense? Because I assume you two are different people. Yeah. You two have different experiences. As well. You two engage with uh, different practices and different people differently as well. So how how does that work uh, creatively and even on, on the business side as well? Because ultimately it is it is still uh, a practice. It is still a space. You guys still have overheads. Hmm. How, how, how does that work?
2: Um, Because I come from corporate, right? Um, I think the first few years were quite tough for Derek because he has never worked corporate in his life. (laughs) But what does that mean? What does that look like? For me, I go into things without any emotions. Mm. You know, for me, there is a KPI and there is a goal of what I want. And I think for Derek, he has always been like, I don't feel like it's right. Yep. I I just don't have time for that. You know, so (laughs) I think um
0: did it scare you? I'm just curious about yes. like, going into something like this.
2: Yes, it did scare me. Um, I think it took a while for us to find the balance but I
1: think it's much better now. Yeah, it's, it's much better. Yeah. Like, right now, I also, I think because of the the things that needs to be done, I slowly became that guy who's like, okay, so I have no time for this. Let me work on <laughs> this. Okay, 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 okay. What's the, okay, it's okay. Let me know the solutions and we will work through it. Yep. You know? yeah. yeah. But yeah. right now, yeah. I think
2: whatever I want to do, mm. um, I still talk to Derek about it. Mm. Um, just to kind of get his senses, because at the end of the day, I still need to ensure that the emotional connection, right, is still there, mm. um, because he still has to gel with what space does, irregardless. regardless. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's where he comes in, huh? But for me, I think I go out there, I'll talk to people, mm. I say like, hey, you know, what do you need? What do you want? Yeah, yeah. And then they will come in like, I feel.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like okay, let's do this. But mm, why do you want to do this? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> So I, I have a two part yeah. of a question that leads us straight from that. Um, mm. What have you individually learned about yourself running Sinospace across the three years? And I'll lead the part two later.
2: What did I learn?
0: You learned that you have emotions? Yes. Okay.
2: I learned to be a lot more patient mm. because I've never dealt with creative people as much.
0: Not even in fashion or in corporate?
2: I mean, because I work for a bigger brand so I don't have to deal the creatives directly but I think working with artists right? I didn't realise how um emotionally driven they were and it has been quite tough initially when I know that by this date I need this by this date and they're just like but I can't I, I can't do it I just don't feel it so, so I it just looks different yeah, yeah, I don't understand that you know um, but I think that is what three years has done. Like a lot more patient and I do um take the time to just listen a lot more. Um yeah, I think that's that's quite good already. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yeah. So
0: what about yeah. you, Derek?
1: Uh, what what do you think, Herman? <laughs> well, well That's actually my part two, years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So three years uh, you know, three years ago as compared to now. Um I feel that you do understand
2: what needs to be done next already, like in the steps. Mm. Um so that is nice. And you do like you can answer for me at certain points because you know what I require. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes
1: I don't even want to deal with it and then Derek will just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm like, okay, I know what, what needs to be done and you know. Yeah, I think that is, you know, with with that um mention, right? Um I think I've become like more grounded Mm -hmm. okay I think very very clear on okay things need to be done Um, sometimes emotions do come and I think I am not pushing that aside I think emotions are still good but it's the ability to process um, these emotions uh, and you know, understanding um, like why certain things happened and of course, going into solutions. Like, okay, what needs to be done and how do we move on to the next step?
2: When we first started, right? And then Mm. he starts like, oh, I cannot. Then just like, can you like deal with your emotions later? (laughs) (laughs) It is super tough, but yeah, we got Uh. there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: How were you able to Mm.
0: successfully communicate to each other each, each other in the beginning? Because it sounds like you guys are from two different modalities of thinking mm. and you guys have to find a literal common ground to move forward. Because you say, it might feel scary to you to be so uh, freedom oriented and to not rely on certain boundaries and frameworks mm. that you're familiar with. And uh, the opposite is might be true for Derek. So what were the earlier communication uh, what did it look like how, how do y'all find a consensus to move forward was it because of a bigger vision or what Space is or was it of just because oh, we just want to do this and we just want to see how it is
2: I think for us it's really we knew the purpose of Space mm, and we yes. knew what we had to do mm. even though like we argue at certain times and things like that right but mm. we knew why we were doing it mm. right yes. and who is it for
1: yeah right
0: and that was always in front and to, to to keep you guys moving forward.
1: To me, that is how I felt. Yeah, and the there is, I don't feel like it's, it's more of, okay, how can I how can I work this through? Um I know I have to do it. It's the knowing that mm. we will mm. do this. It's just a matter of that process and how do we make this work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes I ask him like, Do you already see visions?
2: Do <laughs> 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 you already see visions uh, of it? This reply? <laughs> yeah, i feel it i I, I,
1: I do actually uh i think that's the part where where you know i am very intuitive you know uh, a lot of decisions that i make are based on my gut you know Mm. the vibe feels okay the vibe feels weird you know uh i think that's the beauty of it and um it like for me i'm i'm not someone who's always logical and and I do not want to go there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes being able to to feel and sense, I think that it's my, my strength and I'm is. just going to keep using that. How yeah. do you feel when you enter the
0: space? Uh, mm. It felt very intimate. I think because of mm. how you guys dressed up the space, uh, it felt different. Especially, as I think I told Derek this, mm. coming from, so you guys are at kapo Factory and if you look outside, it's a little bit dilapidated. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a leather shop downstairs, kudos mm-hmm. to them. Uh, but I never thought, uh, a space uh, like sino space who exists within couple. Mm-hmm. And I find it amazing that it exists. Yeah I think at the end of the day uh, yes you guys have the artwork, you guys have the experience but at the end of the day I just I, I, I am glad that you guys exist in the art mm-hmm. landscape in Singapore. Yeah, because every time when, when you dream or when you think or you look at experiences, let's say online. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this art group called Meow Wolf. You look at it online and they do amazing stuff because they have the space in, in the States to do it. But having a little pocket of that at sino Space, how, how you guys are so committed to, to to like a vision of of the emotionality of like the art and not mm. just all oh, the rationale, or this is because of this, it's like mm. that. I think that's amazing.
2: That's nice to know that even with a big crowd, when you came in, you still felt intimate.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
2: Because yeah. can you imagine when there's only like five people for a session, how intimate yes. that is? Mm. So yeah. the energy of the space, I feel like, yes. okay, I'm actually not very juju, juju, juju like this. <laughs> kind of I was going to ask you. Yeah. This is not me. <laughs> okay. But over the years I do, you can't help but feel it. And because the space is very calm, right? So when someone comes in with a lot of, like heavy mm. baggage or whatever mm. if you don't say it you can feel it mm. like mm. it cuts through the space like right <laughs> yeah we've yeah. had a few times like in Singapore we all have heavy baggage yeah. yeah yeah. so it's um, I don't know it's just it's just very weird like for me to say this because it's not something
1: like, that I'll say welcome
2: to my world
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes feel it yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I'm yeah. curious to know how
0: mm. do you think each other Uh, for Herman and Derek how, how do you think you have changed in each other's eyes. Are there significant changes as to how you work, how you interact, from when you started to now?
1: I, I feel that um, for Herman, I think right now it gets easier. I think also with my clarity, you know, as as I get clearer, I think it's easier to communicate with with him. I understood like what he wants. Um, but he is one thing that uh, I'm very grateful for is he is still willing to listen. Oh, yeah. wonderful. You know, like regardless what, you know, I can yeah. like, no, no. Blah. Okay, please share with me why. And if I say, um, no, it just didn't feel right. Even I may not back up with very good um reasons, Yeah. Um, but you're okay. Let's not do this. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. So he, he do trust my instinct. And yeah. I can imagine that trust is mm. important because as you mentioned, mm.
0: you have no concrete evidence. You have nothing mm. to, or you don't have like this 10 page deck as to why you guys, but it's that trust. Okay, Helman, yep. Time, time to compliment <laughs> Derek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm just curious how how has he changed in your eyes throughout this journey of working with him? Because as as, as we kind of talked about, you guys were from like different modalities of thinking, and having that middle ground, having that trust, for, or fostering that trust, or the idea of communication between you. I think that's amazing.
2: Um, I think it does get easier. Like the first time, I mean, the first. I think the first year, maybe. Like there's this thing where I said to him and a lot of times like, I will say this to him, like you don't shock sendiri. Ya? What's that? That means like you yourself like enjoy, like, you know, but then the rest of us don't get it. Mm. So I think as creatives, a lot of creatives, they do that. Mm-hmm. Like they think, oh, this is the greatest idea. I think I should. It's all in their head. La. Yeah. It's all in their head. And then when they perform, right, it's like, yeah, it's just the feels. Yep. Then I told him like, um, yeah, but we are trying to target the everyday Singaporeans you know, who may not, like people like me at 16 years old who may not have been exposed to the
1: arts. How do we make them understand? So you need to stop yeah mm. so the solution to this i shook sandiri outside of Sino space <laughs> ah, yeah. yes it works because yeah. as a creative you do need you know your creative you need your expression you know yeah. like for me i went to bali you know i took up like um like intensive um balinese dance training mm. and i just do it not because i want to perform on what you know it's just it feels good and yeah. i think that is really really important if there's something that uh, I can learn from that it's as a creative keep doing what you love mm. um, yeah and, and that is, that is enough you don't have to have like big mission or purpose for it yep. just keep doing what you love
2: and I stopped asking why he does this kind of stuff because <laughs> I went to see his performance I came yeah. from a conference in Bali and then I travelled like I don't know half an hour just to go to the location just yeah. to see him do the Bali dance. Yeah. but I stopped asking like why is he doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I just like great as long as he's happy, great. Yeah, <laughs> then I clap my hands. That's
0: true love. <laughs> yeah, so I did that. Yeah. So, mm. what? What Derek mentioned about uh just wanting to do it. I think another thing I just I just uh. Inferred from it's like having that flexibility of not trying to and then just being fluid with working with other people as well. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's a very important uh skill to have because I can imagine another scenario where you really wanted to do this and you were trying to force it uh into this dynamic where let's say Herman didn't really understand it, and that would lead to to more troubles because there is an impasse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but instead you became fluid, you were okay. I'm gonna do it myself, and you were at Bali where you went for a conference. <laughs> that, that 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 kind of paints the picture already. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I do my thing. You do yours.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep.
2: So he can do whatever he wants, but in Sino space, we have to make it relatable mm. to the audience. Yeah. You know, I think that is that is where I stand. Like, you have to make sense of what you're doing, and how do we really deliver that message? Yep. Yeah.
0: So let's uh, talk about uh, the audience. We are mm. in Singapore. You guys yep. are established in Singapore. Uh, how do you feel about the local audience? Hmm.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> that is a hmm. So this is
0: not a trick question, by the way. Yeah. I ask because uh, we both run creative establishments, mm-hmm. and. There's always been murmurs about, oh, it's not appreciated enough, uh people don't really understand it, as as you alluded to before. If you want to do something high con uh something high concept, something very high brow, they might not be able to get it because it is not in their field of of uh thoughts they have never perhaps even conceived of an idea like but then you run into the idea of what is art for, blah, blah, blah. So I'm curious to no, know, uh, having run this space for however long you guys have done, having been in uh fashion and theater before, what do you conceive of of the local audience? Yeah. I think
2: Singaporeans are actually very simple-minded people.
0: Okay. What, uh, what does that mean though? Yeah.
2: Um, for them, a lot of them actually, it's is very black and white. Mm. Like it's either this or that. And they're very efficient. We are very efficient people. Um, we do not have the time or do not give the time to ponder.
3: Mm
1: you know yep. even the fact of like explaining what sinus space is I was like okay can you just let me know like what sinus space is is it a gallery what no what, what they're is? actually asking is how do you make money
0: <laughs> so <laughs> that's they, the inference from whatever they're yeah, asking what, <laughs> yeah. what
2: does sinus space do is actually it actually means they want to know how do we make money
3: yeah
2: and I think that's the question that a lot of um, a lot of people ask when they come to sinus space the experience was great and things like that and then they see like the renovation oh so nice huh your, your space well how you make money mm,
3: that's always could, the question yeah.
2: yeah so normally I would say mm, uh, we sell fake bags at the back <laughs> you know and then they just like kind of throws them off yeah. Um. but I think we what I'm trying and what we're trying to do is to teach people that there are many ways to make money. You can mm. make money from anything, you know, but um you we have to look at it from a bigger picture, I feel. And there can there can be there can be some like compassion and emotions involved like to the whole process, lah, I feel. Mm. Right?
0: We are very teachable people. We are. Yeah. <laughs> but does we it are. take uh a sense of patience as well? I can imagine if you keep getting that. That, that line of questioning or people mm. just even questioning why you're writing something like this uh, that's not making quote-unquote money or not making uh, successes. Mm. I can imagine it gets rather, uh, what's the word for it? You will get a bit impatient with things. Like, Why are you asking me? Why, why can't I just run my space the way I want Actually, it? Actually,
1: I like people asking
0: me. You like it? Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. For, for me, I, I felt that I, I can't even put a, a word to describing audience. Like for me, that is almost like putting our audience in boxes. Mm. I think everyone is very very different and depends on what you create. You know, it, it appeals to different people and whoever that comes through the door, it's, it's going to be of a, um, you know, there's a reason why they got like uh, interested in what we do. Mm. Um, so at this point of time, I, I can only say that I am quite grateful that most Singaporeans um, are quite open-minded. They're actually very receptive. Yes. That is
2: the one thing that that we learn. Eh? Mm. Like even though we think that they're very like square or very like mm. um, very corporate driven but when mm. it comes to the space they are very receptive throughout the whole process. Yes. Why do you think that is? Um, uh, Because by the end of it they were like mm can I like volunteer can I like donate money is there a donation box somewhere <laughs> is there like you know and um, yeah I think I think from that point it's just very nice to see that and then they follow our Instagram and then they mm. they you know they just message good things and how they have progressed in their own lives and um, and you know you did something already so yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: but being in Singapore we are known to have a very quick pace of living mm-hmm. we want as you say we are efficient to our fault sometimes. We want everything immediate. How do you contrast that with, because I looked at some of the experiences you've done before, things are significantly slower. In fact, you guys want things to slow down and you guys take your time with it. Um, How how does it feel like running that in contrast with the idea that everything outside of cyberspace space has to be super fast, um efficient and everything. But inside cyberspace, space, things are running by your time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Was it intentional yeah. to to have this uh this divide that when you guys enter into sandal space, you guys are entering as you say like 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 a like a fairy tale and yes. it, time moves yeah. differently. Yep.
2: If you notice, um, I think the reason why, um, we chose couple as well is because of the big contrast from the outside mm. to mm. in. Um, that is something that they wouldn't realize. Um, and then the second thing is, if you notice, right, there is no clock in the space. That's true. Yep. yep. yeah. So yep. what happens is people—we're not forcing them or we're not slowing things down, but they end up naturally spending like a few hours in the space. The longest we had was a lady like six hours or something mm. like that. Yep. she spent six hours in the space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then she just—and uh, then by the end of it, she was like, "Oh, dinner time already!" <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think I think that's a thing. That's a good part, you know, because, um, we want them to note at the end of it like some things right you just have to let it go and if you're enjoying yourself you shouldn't be looking at the clock you know Mm. and you should just be doing what you want to do and
3: yeah
0: but is it like a like a process that was it ever a process that you guys have to unlearn yourself yes okay
1: (laughs) yeah for me it's still okay i think um I do have my moments where I need to not think about time. Mm. Um and right now the improvement I have is I allocate time for that. You so, allocate time to not
0: think about time. Yes. Well that's pretty high level, man. So um
1: I mean things need to be done. Yeah. But I, I do feel I, I can't just keep going to, 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 to like a machine so i know that for me in order for me to to work and to be productive i need to have my me time moments you know where i okay just have like a block of hours um three hours or so where I just like you know okay i didn't know that time. yeah <laughs> <laughs> So half the time maybe when I try to text him or oh, why
2: he's not replying, maybe that's why
0: <laughs> <laughs> And here I am like oh my
2: god what is this? <laughs> he, he is
0: drawing a boundary. <laughs> <you know? Yeah. laughs> so with regards to you 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 mentioned about Bali. Um I'm curious to know, is travel important for you guys? Very important. Very. Okay, why is it important? How how did you arrive at this conclusion that travel is important? I need to get out of Singapore? Yeah. How did you arrive at this conclusion? Because I don't think it's a very common conclusion. People travel for leisure. People travel for work. Yeah, I'm curious to know.
1: Yeah, um, like first of all, I I think is the world is like really really big. You know, Singapore is really just uh, a, a drop yep. in in you know in the whole ocean. Yep. A, and it is important to immerse ourselves in like what people other people do mm. other creatives how they think you know for example I, you know bali is one of our favorite places and we always visit i know there. it's very cliche but yeah <laughs> so i mean let's talk about even the mindset of the artist mm. so i i remember we had this conversation with one of the artists for um he actually limit to how many people can actually buy uh his work mm. and he say uh it's not based on how much money you have it's like I will only sell this work to you if it means something to you.
0: Well, yes. how
2: did that make you feel? Hearing that,
1: I'm like in Singapore,
2: this kind of stuff don't happen. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Please buy. <laughs> yep. Can I like top up another piece? <laughs> you know, in Singapore, it's all about that, right? But yep. for them, yeah. it's really like um, I think the one thing we learned because we we went to Bali a few times already. Mm. But the one thing that we learned is that for them, when they they know that they have to be an artist, um. To them, it's like a sign from the heavens. Mm, So, like, let's say, like, um, creating art is a very spiritual process. Only because the ideas that comes through you, what you're painting, right, is just a message. So you are just the vessel. The the vessel. Mm. So every piece is actually very sacred. It's actually a sin to Mm. sell, make profit out of your artwork. Mm. Did you know that? What (laughs) What religion is this? They're mostly, I think, they're like what Hindu. Most of them. Yep yeah but I think their version of a Hindu could be very different I, don't quote don't quote me
0: on
1: this but okay, this is really just based on like some of the conversation we had with yeah. um, we, I mean it can't represent all Balinese artists yeah, as well Yeah, yeah. but so, they adopt
0: this very mm, uh regimented uh, or rather not regimented but they adopt this very interesting perspective regards to how they treat their mm, art mm. yeah so it's really like whatever that they
2: create is a message for the general public yep so yeah, it's a very secret position and even if they say that they have to eat nasi kuching, nasi kuching What's literally that? means um, cat's rice or cat's food or something like that, they will do it yeah. Um, and they will go through it as long as they, they serve the purpose of them being an artist. Like, how passionate is that? You know, like, yeah. in Singapore, we'll be just like,
0: okay, tomorrow I need to go and find a job. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, so it's very so different. So does that inspire you or does that Scare you because that's the I mean, uh growing up in Singapore, mm. the idea of the starving artist is very common. In fact, most parents would say, "Hey, don't be uh, creative, don't be a musician, yep. don't do this," because it is very difficult to make money. And they usually say it out of concern. Yeah, fair enough. So knowing that that you you, you see such the word passion, or they are so c- convicted about their art that they're mm. willing to forego, I guess. Uh, physical pleasures and a uh, uh, comfortable life in in Bali but coming back to Singapore where the surroundings you are surrounded by people who as as we talked about a uh, faster pace of life they like their creature comforts and how do you balance that yeah
2: mm, i
0: think i
2: think for us it's just about understanding their point of view and um I know everybody have to do what they have to do to survive. Yep. Um, So, I don't know, but just understanding like what, to me, it was an eye-opener is because um, how can, how can passion go, like the importance of passion go above like monetary. Mm. You know, like I never understood that because I came from a poor family. Mm -hmm. So, to be able to, to to have somebody say like, oh, I need to follow my passion rather than make money. I'm just
1: a bit stunned. Mm. But um I think right now the conversation it's like to be creative about that, you know. Uh in it, it's not necessary to be that equation, you know, you are in the creative, you are in the arts, that equals to, you know. You don't make money, right? Mm. And then that is that conversation. That How do we make it sustainable? Uh, how do we grow? How can we, you know, have more abundance with, mm. with arts? And there are successful stories out there as well. You know, people who are doing art and they are doing really, really well. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. um, I, I think it's more of, I mean, for us right now, we are in the process. Like, like we did mention, all these showcases don't make money. Yes. <laughs> but... You know how does how, that how? idea can get mm.
2: translated to something bigger that can make money mm-hmm. and lucky for us it has been that way mm-hmm. right yes yeah.
0: does the idea of uh, doing art that has commercial value does it devalue the art what how, how do you think of that framework
2: I think a single idea has many different forms mm-hmm. Um, maybe the initial art piece has its own value but how the concept of the artwork can be changed into something else mm. maybe it can carry an lesser value or more than the value but the concept and the idea I think that one goes to the final
1: Yeah, no matter what we are very sure the authenticity must be there because that is what makes us sign space. space mm. um, so regardless of commercial projects or not like that question and craft that we are that we look into is how do we make this commercial project authentic mm. yeah uh, and that is the conversation that we are constantly having with ourselves as well as the artists and collaborators that we work with
2: yeah but just very nice to have like other creatives right come and they ask us for advice and things like that mm. so right now I'm also working on a personal project to help um, shout out to Randall from yeah. Books Beyond Borders um, mm. he is opening his second outlet right now and it's just like he's asking me like how do I create like the journey <laughs> So are you gonna engage with your emotions uh, to help? Um, him? Uh, maybe like interior wise at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll yeah
1: I'll he he message me for like, ah, hey, uh, your lighting, like sir. Uh, how uh? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With regards We yeah. authenticity. How do you guys ensure that it is authentic between, uh, the artist's vision, as mm. well as, uh, signo spaces? Because, I would imagine you guys, there is one too, there could be, two or more people talking about this. Mm. How do you find consensus that? is an authentic vision. What what does authenticity authenticity mean in this context between two, three or even four people? Yeah.
1: Um that comes with communication, mm. you know, uh constantly because some, sometimes it's maybe that that feels right for us, that feels authentic for us, but it may not be the case. Yeah. Um so that constant check to see, okay, how, how does that feel for you? Uh I mean, are we telling your story correctly? You know, yep. is this accurate? Yep. Um, like Even like our recent one is like, oh, actually, I'm, uh, you know, my childhood don't look look like that, but okay. La, I think for storytelling can, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, We know what are, what are the things we can do or some of the changes that we need to make in order for it to remain authentic for everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because
2: the artists themselves, they have to relate back. You yes. know, they have to mm-hmm. be the one because they're the one telling the story. So they have to relate to the space so mm. if it doesn't make sense for them right then we know that when they deliver that story to the guests it's not real already yep yeah mm. so we are very careful on that
0: yep are know. these stories uh, whatever they want to tell with regards to these shows is it always very clear for them what I mean by that is like do they come with like a 10 page uh, PDF or is it as you mentioned like a journey of talking and conversation and continuous conversation to figure that out between uh, all parties involved
1: yeah most of
2: them. Sometimes they come in with an initial idea, yep, yep. thinking that that is what we wanna hear, or thinking that um, <laughs> yeah. this is a story that I wanna tell. But after Derek goes through with them, after all that crying, right, Sherry, the story all will change. Really,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I still remember the one with Stitch families. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. it was like, very different. Then after one week, come back, totally different could, stories. Could you
0: speak on that? Like, what's what was it like initially, and um, why did it change?
1: Yeah, initially it was very academic mm. um, because I think we can share you know um, it's one of our collaborator Martin mm. okay so um, you know he it's he leads you know he, he uh, a program in in La mm. fashion teaching fashion and like the initial um, kind of you know idea that, that it, it looks really good on papers like you know crafting you know Nurturing it's future. Academia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crafted, what, is that? what was the term he, he used? Crafted future or something like that. Something like Very that. Very you know? sexy. Yes, it's, 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 it's like, yeah. oh. um, but you know, there is, he is missing from the equation. Yeah. So he was like, where he is he? wasn't in the story. Yeah, like, where is he? Oh, in interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. And then that's when, you know, we we dwelled deeper into his journey and he came back sharing really, We I think we, I, I had that moment. Mm. Um, no, even the very first session with him, he mm. he, he teared already. Mm. Right?
0: Was that very yeah. apparent that mm. he wasn't present in the story to you guys when you guys saw it?
2: Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because sometimes it's very hard when, like for everyday people who go through life day after day, they think that the reason why they're doing things or thinking a certain way, is because of what it is, but actually, there's a lot of hidden meaning behind why you do things or yep. why you say things. Or oh, yeah, mm. so Derek's job is just to figure out what that
0: is. Is to mm. excavate all these mm. things.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll be at the site. I feel it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Chop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, is it always easy to not easy is not the word, but it's the only word I have right now. Is it always uh easy to? Be as fluid and vulnerable with your guests, and have them be as fluid and vulnerable back to you. Like, I can imagine it might be different for some of them to actually want to start opening up to to you guys as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's when the initial conversation is really important. I mean, we have to have that vibe check, right? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> to, to yeah, if, with the collaborators. Yes, made. with the collaborators. Yeah. Like, if uh, if let's say it's f- always fully on guard, then that's that's really difficult yeah. to work with. But the one thing that yeah. we learn mm-hmm. from
2: guests is that we do this, right, but we cannot expect a reaction from guests and that's okay.
0: What does that mean though? Because
2: different people will react differently um, when they are exposed to such vulnerable situations. Mm. Um, Some will open and share while others will just like clam up. Yep, yep. clam up and that's okay. It's because mm. that is their own way of um reacting to that situation, you know. Mm. So we don't expect anything. Yeah,
1: yep.
0: But it's also the, the the fluidity of you guys allowing them to change what they initially shared, and even along the way. Because I can imagine, so so this is where the 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 quote unquote business aspect. You guys have something to run. You guys need to draw these different things. But if things were to change actually three quarters of the way through, I can imagine it gets a little bit vexing sometimes. Like fuck, I need to change things. You're, you're smiling at me. Why are you smiling at me?
1: <laughs> I feel that you understand me fully. <laughs>
0: We're here and I I see
1: you. (laughs) Yeah, the poster is done. Everything is done. And then like, okay, we need to change. Yeah, I don't feel
2: this. I don't feel that. I'm just like, oh man. Yeah, but I think I've come to accept that already. Um, What does that mean though? I feel that, I don't know, maybe it's just the creatives that we deal with, but um, I'm okay with them being...
1: um, I think that from I think emotions. that is important. is an important process. I think mm. what we learn is to have a timeline on what where that is. Like you yep. can change and develop till when we need do need a final like to finalize. Mm. You know how things are, yep. and we have to try our best to adhere to you know the decisions that we make. Yep. Mm. Sometimes really can't be helped. Mm.
3: Yep.
0: They yeah. need to change, like. mm. Mm. So. As as a tender to that, I'm curious to know how have both of your conception of what a creative project is, how has it changed writing sino Space? Has it changed at all? Yes. Okay.
2: <laughs> it has changed. Yeah. Um I feel right now we we set goals. You know, from a certain project, we, we really have I
1: think we secretly have our own expectations of how a project will mm. turn out yeah. and how we want it to turn out. Yes. Right now, you saw my recent email. Like, I finally worked out the numbers for you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. To do this means like that, like that. If not, there's no point in doing this. Mm, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so when you say goals, what type of goals are we talking about?
1: Um,
2: how big a reach are we reaching out? How, um, who are we targeting? How can this idea grow in the future? Yeah. Um what does a collaborator want? Can we expand on the concept of this? Not just like the idea, but in terms of how many ways can this idea be broken into? Like my mind is intrigued by this kind of stuff, you know, like you give me a concept, right? Let's say for example, like, I don't know, a design on your, one of your t-shirts here. Um, I was just thinking like, what else can it be done mm. onto? like, I like this kind of stuff.
0: Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, mm. As attention to that, I'm curious to talk about technology and how it enables, or it kind of disenables um, the matter of art art consumption, because I feel that a lot of the experiences that you guys do, it has to be felt. You guys, someone has to physically go down to the space to experience it. And it's a very different experience just looking at it from Instagram. Mm. But Instagram has enabled uh, an insane form of art consumption because it's, as easy as flicking and you, you get a new art piece, you get to quote unquote, virtually see how an exhibition looks like you get to see the physical 2D, you know, you get to see the 2D image of it. I'm curious to know, um, in this age where, uh, having a presence online and having, uh, social media and having, having the need to have brand presence while running a business where it's, you're dealing with intangible feelings, you're dealing with people's emotions and people have to physically be there. How do you find that the word of the day is balance? How do you conceive of, do you feel that social media is just one small aspect or do you feel that social media is actually important and you guys are trying to, to figure out a way to, to tie back to the authenticity and, and the message of what Space is? Yeah.
2: You know, when we first started Space and we started Instagram, right? Because I knew that the only way that I can engage people is when they come to the space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I made like a very big attempt to not show anything at all that happens in the space for the exhibitions or the showcase. Mm-hmm. Um But I think that initially that curiosity did spark a lot of people to come into the space, so that's quite good. So right now the only way I can do it is through um is through words on social. What do you mean by words? So sometimes my caption I was with a question instead. that explains a lot because (laughs) because I I I journal a lot Mm. and um I think for me when I write captions sometimes I I'm also quite interested to see how people would would reply or say things and um yeah and and like I don't know I just I I like I got told once, um, the person told me that um how you do it right now, I just feel like you are talking to me. Mm, wow. Yeah. And I just continue from there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: Does yeah. it feel right for you to have um this idea of this so I read the captions, it felt very personal. Mm. It felt like as 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 the person mentioned, like you are talking to an individual. Mm. Does it feel right to you?
2: yes actually, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like when I write things for Sinospace I, I already know the tone of voice of what Sinospace is you know it's a very soft if it's a if, if it's a being it's a very soft being and it's just it's curious it wants to know more about you um, it also wants I think that's a reason why it asks a lot of questions but it also wants to share what the people who come to the space means to it. Interesting. Know? If Sinospace space was a being, like yep. a, yeah, so. Yeah. Like I one think, of
0: the creatures or like a, a personified idea of what space I think space pers- personified idea. Yes. Yep. Yes.
2: Um, so I think when I write that, I go into this mode and sometimes we have to do a post, right? It's just so difficult, you know, because mm-hmm. I need to find, Um, I'm trying to find a balance between, okay, what should I mention now for the upcoming program? Um, When should I do this? But yet, how can I include something else that I want to share about Sinospaces' feelings. Mm. You know? Yep. So I think that's a hard part. Like if I wanna go commercial, sure, I'll just put up posters all the way, right? Yeah. Um, but this one is slightly tricky. So even um for example, I think um when I think for today's post I posted about the ex collaborators. Yep. And what it means and yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah, when you read it, you read it (laughs) it. (laughs) like (laughs)
0: does it always um, enable you to exercise a part of your creativity with regards to how you want to uh, put out like a strategy to to, to communicate with your fan base and everything because it sounds like it does enable you to be creative in this particular aspect
2: it does but one thing that we did learn from this tone of voice and what we've been posting right now our demographics right we are very clear who Is attracted to us.
0: What does that clarity look like? The
2: tone of voice right now, what we're getting is a lot of women, Mm -hmm. um, mostly women. And when they come to the space, initially they are quite scared, right, from outside. But when they come in, scared? Yeah, because, you know, couple is
1: quite freaky.
0: It is sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Past 12 a.m., it is. I have a
1: student who refused to take the cargo lift.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Rightfully
2: so, yeah. (laughs) But then when they come to the space, even though we have never met. Right. Um, they do feel as if when they when they talk when they talk to us, right, I knew that they've been reading the posts. Like certain posts, because they know exactly like, you know, suddenly their their voice go softer.
1: They go um it I don't know how to say <laughs> it. the tone. Yeah. yeah it's like tone the energy voice. that they put yeah. in stuff. Like, okay, go, go, go. It's like, okay. How is it? Why why do you all want to do yeah, this? You know? Yeah. And then yeah. yeah. Mm. It's, it's just the same.
2: It matches with the with the tone of voice I use on socials. Yep. It's
0: very strange. Yep. Um, Does yeah. it perplex you first time you've experienced something like that? And you are talking and you're engaging with um variables that you might not have conceived of before, like energy and flow yeah. and all these different things.
2: It is super strange. I mean to Derek it's just a walk in the park but
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's there like at the corner looking yeah. at you. <laughs> so
2: but for me it's like you know, I come from retail. It's a very commercial business and
0: it's transactional.
2: Yeah, it's transactional. Engagement is just very like, okay, sir, here you go, it's a hundred dollars, yep. you know? But over like,
1: over here is really like when I I don't know how to say Derek save me. <laughs> I don't know how to say <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's just you need to be okay not to expect anything. It's hmm. like you have you have to trust that you have created a experience and what comes out of the experience it's based on individuals and that is okay um and no, we have i I think the very common phrase and word that we hear is safe space Mm. even though right now it's quite a buzzword you know everyone's using safe space but um we do get it quite a lot Mm. uh, from our participants you know um when they come over even yeah even though we are meeting for the very first time they are sharing so much with us I Mm. think that That is one thing that I'm very shocked at yeah like Like, who are we we just met first day but I'm telling you whatever happened to me you know yeah Mm.
0: why do you think that is what is it about um, the metaphysical space that you guys have created and cyano space what do you think is it about that that they feel you mentioned about giving them permission it feels like they have the permission to be vulnerable with you guys in the space
1: Mm. interesting question I th- I think it's also the touches. So okay, how we work, right? Um, I think to create that experience, uh, for me I look at in terms of lighting, music. But sometimes sound. it's just it's not even like an exhibition. Eh? It's just
2: them coming to the space with nothing on oh, and yes, just like that's true. Yeah, just like chatting with us and things like that. But then,
1: yet again, there are touches of of things that, you know, Especially for Herman. Herman, you know, think okay, we need this. This cannot this has to be placed here and there. Like everything has a purpose. Yes. Yeah. It's it's not random stuff. Yeah. Plan should be here and not mm. there. Sometimes know. I will I will tell him off when he leaves a stapler on the counter. I'm just like, Why <laughs> is it he here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Every everything has a place. Like, yeah. Mm. So Yeah. So I think because of that, like it becomes very that is there's there is an air of clarity. Like, you know, when you come through the space, it's not like anyhow things mm. are all over the place. It's like, okay, we, you know, it, we felt something. And you know yeah. why we do art so nicely? Tell me.
2: Only because we wanted being in a space like that, right? We wanted artists to feel um stable. Because a lot of art places is very light, um, like um more grungy or things yep. like that, right? Right. So um, we wanted them to feel like mm, okay this is a place where I can I can just do my thing and I can trust them that they have they have my back. Yep. Yeah, and that's all I wanted them to feel. Yep. Yeah.
0: Could you speak to how you guys wanted to manifest this idea of stability? And what is this uh central idea of stability that you guys had to agree on and then you manifest into the space? So I have visited space mm. and I find it very interesting how very smart actually how you guys have segmented the space because I think Derek mentioned uh, you guys have different activities mm. and the type of uh, wood that, that you guys use as well and the colours. Yeah, mm. Could you speak to what this idea of stability what did it look like?
2: Mm, stability looks like the space has been there for quite a while and it's very well maintained mm. so it builds a little bit of trust like we know what we're doing in the first place.
1: Um st- <laughs> Why, why? Okay, so it's okay. Basically, he just coughed into the mic and he got a shock <laughs> with the sound. <clears throat> okay, yes, continue. <laughs> um, I think the brand colors really play a part. Like mm. got
2: one guest, um, they told me that blue is the color of trust. Okay. I, I don't know whether that's true, yep. but- uh, It felt like,
0: it, it felt to him, blue yeah, is the color of trust.
2: Blue is the color of trust. So um, I think- I don't know, you you know that you're not gonna get like a nasty surprise anywhere in the space.
3: Mm.
2: You know, like you you know you've seen everything, you okay. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Do you guys still feel that magic when you guys go into it? Yeah. Okay, good to know.
2: <laughs> like you know, when I go home, I will say when I switch off the lights, right? I will say, bye space.
0: To yourself or to, to the audience. To the, oh, hall, okay. like the hall. Like <laughs> okay. I'll I'll say that in the into an empty hall when yeah. I
2: switch off the lights. Yeah. Yeah, that is how I feel the space. Yeah, yeah. Did
0: that practice? How how did that practice come up? Um, You're treating it like a individual. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it is.
1: It is. Yeah, we've seen it so many times. The space just work its own magic. Mm. We don't have to even. You don't have to say much actually in the space. Mm. People come in, they feel it already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. this magic juju that. What what incense are you guys using? I told you right, it's juju.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Imagine me. How did I like? Yeah.
0: (laughs) So you got softened by it over two years.
3: (laughs)
2: So I do believe in the magic of the space, whatever it may be, maybe the color, maybe the smell, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but people just tend to calm down and they just want to relax in the space. Mm. So
0: yeah. mm. So another tangent I want to I want to take this conversation to is uh Derek mentioned safe space. Um it is a buzzword. So I'm curious to know what does that word, safe space, what does it mean to both of you? What does it look like?
1: For me, the first word that come to me is permission. Mm. You know, uh, even if we share or not to share, you know, we always ask permission, like, you know, uh, is it okay if we share? Is it okay if, you know, we do this or that? Um, that itself creates that, that trust. Uh, and to ensure you know for example if there is a uh, kind of sharing session we are always seal the space like literally saying like um, let's keep whatever that's shared within the space mm-hmm. and everyone will acknowledge um, once everyone acknowledge okay and we go but yeah now let's seal this safe space yeah yeah mm. it depends on of course different groups, activities uh, mm-hmm. groups yes for me safe space is just
2: hmm mm, I'm not gonna tell people. Oh, this is a safe space, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But it's more of when you come in, you mm. feel naturally like, okay, I can, I can be myself. You know, that is what it is. And how often do you get that feeling? Because some people can't even be themselves at home,
0: mm. or yeah. even in
2: private. Oh, ah, even in private. Yeah. So to be able for them to say that to us, and um, yeah, it's quite a privilege already la, for us. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. Fascinating. Do do people always understand the concept of like a safe space because you can talk about the physical space which is mm-hmm. fair but it seems that we're talking more about the, the emotional space yep. and even like the mental space as how someone will perceive different things and as they enter into the space uh, you guys have mentioned about how it feels like their lives have changed their their way of thinking has changed as well so we're talking about something that goes beyond the physical as well mm. I'm just curious to know how, how how does that work like do you all have no expectations, just have the space and things will just conduct itself. Yeah, yes. Think,
2: yeah, it is. Strange, right? Mm. For me, I'm coming from a business perspective. Eh? Like, but to see it right, sometimes it's very hard. Like, how do I progress from here?
0: What do you mean progress?
2: Like in terms of expansion, in terms of what like what kind of services can I provide that is still in sync with Sino Space, but still does what it's supposed to do.
1: Yeah, our challenge here is like right now, you know, especially for this past one, one, two years, right? We have been receiving more inquiries out of sinus space. Yeah, and that's when we're like, how do we create the sinus space experience Mm. out of the physical space? Like they want the engagement, but
2: on a bigger scale. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know? Yeah. And then sometimes (laughs) I just tell them like, you can't. Like you simply you can't money cannot buy everything you know mm. and sometimes even the money is also not good <laughs> la. so, <laughs> Somehow Someone I don't do I blue <laughs> tick. You know who you are.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when when faced with that, yeah. you mentioned about so is expanding the business is this something that you guys are interested in in the first place?
2: We are slowly diving into that. I yeah. think through our travels, um,
1: I think that's why we I- visited KL. We have visited like of course Bali.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we are gonna start with like. Um, probably um, some collaborations and projects first for mm. a start and we do hope to kind of have our presence you know out of Singapore as yeah. well yeah, yeah.
0: so w- would the challenge be to bring the magic of the space to an area like Bali where uh, art is felt and treated differently there art is perceived differently there as well would the maybe. challenge be that okay <laughs>
2: maybe But one of my bigger goals is to allow like the community to be able to get exposed to the different mindsets over there, Mm. and then for them to come here because for them they have different perceptions of what a creative is in Singapore. You know, to them, creative in Singapore. Yeah, to them, they think artists in Singapore is very lucky. Mm. Yeah. What do you mean by lucky though? Lucky means um, there is. Projects, there is grants, there is um, you know, different different things. Yep. Um, but for them, they don't have grants, they don't have anything, but they do have um a lot of freedom, I must say. Yeah. A lot more Resources freedom. Resources as well. Resources, yeah. 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 So one thing that they don't have also quite interestingly is art managers.
0: Do they even want art managers there?
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel yes. <laughs> because they did ask us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's just it's just quite interesting. Like for me, when I when I listen to all this, right, it's like wow, the, the different kind of possibilities. You know, how can you how can you provide that and be a helping hand to them? How can you do that in Singapore too? And yeah,
0: would that be one of the next uh phases or next challenges that Space might want to tackle? Like maybe. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So you 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 mentioned Bali. You mentioned KL. Um, mm. I keep hearing this. I this that Bali is a lot similar to Singapore, certain aspects of it. Mm. It's very gentrified. You have the hustle and the bustle. You have the cafes over there and all. Uh, when you guys travel over there and you guys experience these uh, artists and you guys experience different things, what do you guys try to bring back to, to Singapore and to bring back? Or is it just to go over there, just to experience new things and to get like a, like a new perspective on things?
2: I think for me, the new perspective is very important. Mm. Um, as a creative even though how no matter how hard you try to think outside the box the culture that you are that you grew up in will influence you still a certain way Um, so when I hear different things when I have like dinner with the different artists in Bali um, and they tell stories about how you know like their families have been artists from generations ago and what it means to them and things like that that really is just like to me, it's just wow. Mm, you yeah. know, to be in the minds of these artists, right? To see their studios, and I think personally, for me, that's the reason why I like to visit studio spaces. Is because it allows me to see <clears throat> inside the mind of the creative. You know, like mm. their aesthetic, their 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 concepts, and it's just like for me, it's just very intriguing.
0: Like it's one of the it's it's like a direct manifestation of the people mm, utilizing the space. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I think that's the best way to say it because sometimes people can't express themselves very well. Mm. But when you see how they live and how, where they work, um, yeah, it's just, it's very clear.
0: Yep. Yeah. Has this train of thought always intrigued you or did you arrive at it recently? Always.
2: Yeah. But nobody wants to invite me anywhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Derek? Like when, when you travel overseas, what, uh, what catches your eye? What, do you try to bring back a new perspective or are you just there to be in the moment because this idea of being present is also quite important as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, I like to immerse myself in, I, I think I'm naturally drawn to more culture-based stuff. Mm. Like, you know, of course, Bali has that, you know, language itself is different. Um, Like the arts, it's very different as well. And, and like sim- simple things, like even their daily prayers. I look mm. at, you know, their hands gestures, their movement, like how... How is it possible that every single person, whether you are young, old, male, female, you can still do your wrist movement so gracefully. It's like a dance. It's like mm. a dance. It's like, mm. how, is, how is that possible? And that really attracted me. Like uh, And that kind of also drew me into learning Balinese dance. Mm. And some of the sharings are you know things that I take away from that it's um drawing energy from the ground and say it's like like fire you know it it comes through <laughs> your entire body and it comes out through your eyes and, yep. and stuff and I do feel it physically I think that it's something that yeah once you felt it it is is something that's tangible for myself yes yeah. mm.
0: I can imagine because in in deeper cultures such as Bali and KL even Thailand art Takes on uh, there are different dimensions to perceiving mm. it, and for 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 some people, it takes on an, an almost spiritual aspect to it. And you're talking about these uh uh primitive elements like earth, like fire, like even water, mm. and they were will, they were will used as metaphors for for people to to channel through their bodies and everything. I'm mm. um, curious to know when you go to let's say Bali to learn uh, let's say Balinese dance, does it always have to be in service of let's say your own individual art practice, or is it just to learn for the sake of learning
1: Well, i just learn um i may or may, may not apply but actually i did for my recent um like performances um like i actually <laughs> yeah what are uh, hey, you struggling yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like i did a few like uh, yeah. one of it is like butoh butoh uh yeah. you know performance and that is very interesting That is it's about emptying the body that where you begin it starts with emptying the body yeah. uh being an empty vessel yeah. uh and you know, with with that, you know, how do I invite different energies into my body? I think that makes it very, very interesting in my you know physical practice.
0: Yeah, mm. did it feel different from your background in theater? Like, is it very contrast co- contrasting to that, or did it feel similar?
1: I think it's similar. Mm. Yeah, you know, you're yeah, just learning more about yourself through different mediums. Yeah, yeah,
0: fascinating. Mm. Um, I'm curious to know. Um. Being in Singapore, um, when when you guys were growing up, what did the landscape of perceiving or having a career in the arts? What did it look like? Did it feel far away? Did it feel uh, inconceivable, or did it feel possible growing up? Mm. Or was it always the goal to have a career or to have a profession in the arts?
1: I've I've always been drawn to performing arts. Uh, it you know with <laughs> for most family you know we talk about like uh okay it's it's, it's you know, this should be just a hobby. You yep. know, you shouldn't take this seriously. I mean, I I believe that. You know, and that's the reason I made other choices. But it took me, you know, years until like out of NS. Even then, you know, I, uh, actually enrolled myself in technical and production management. Uh, in myself. Mm. Um, mm, like okay, it is still arts, but uh, at least the skills are much more. You know, transferable. I can do this. But after just like five. Five weeks into the course you know and we have this uh, kind of project where we call performance project where the entire performing arts faculty come together and do a performance and we can switch roles like the performer can do tag the tech can perform but at that moment I felt yeah I really want to learn performing and that's when I made the switch and that was that was it and that became from Maybe to definitely a yes. Yeah. Mm.
0: What did what did this conviction of wanting to make the switch? What did it feel like though? Mm,
1: it felt right. <laughs> it felt right. And it's like, oh, this is how it feels like to to be at ease, you know, and mm. and being in an element that you're comfortable with. Oh, interesting yeah. way of putting it.
0: Herman, mm. what what did growing up, uh, what did the landscape of even perceiving or having a career in the arts, was it perceivable?
2: I mean, <clears throat> I've always liked drawing, you know. I started off with drawing and um, secondary school was tough. So mm-hmm. I found peace in the art room. Um, and I came from a school where arts is not exactly considered a subject, you know. So I had to take it after school. Yep. Um, and I think after that, I made the choice of going to La Salle. And that was the best three years of my life. You know, I met my people. I really met my people. Mm. Even though we did like crazy bad things. <laughs> sure. I'm not gonna say <laughs> Even it here. now, you know, still very good. Yeah. friends. Yeah, I met most Wonderful. of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um I was actually trained under I, I, I went under Visual comms, like a yeah. graphic design. Um and I used to club a lot. Mm. And Wonderful. <laughs> what happened was um the club owner knew me and I came for I became I was interning there you know and I ended up doing graphic design for the club yeah and I was making costumes and I think I found that I I really like making costumes instead yeah so I got fired from that job and but that <laughs> what was, was a, unexpected twist yeah but that was the best thing that happened actually because mm. until today right when I look back I do realize that the things that happen to you do happen for a reason mm. and it led me into fashion um but it taught me so many things like um all the different companies i work at and um i'm very grateful for that because i think um if i wasn't passionate about the arts i wouldn't see the meaning behind the brands you know like how they do their branding and yep. stuff like that and um i don't think sino space would have come true if i didn't do- go through that
0: yeah mm. i asked because um Running any sort of business in Singapore, more so a creative one, it feels like you're navigating a field where any moment you can step on a landmine mm-hmm. and things will oh, kaboom. Yeah. Yep. Does it feel like that to you guys? Or what does the next one to two years of running the business, of running Cino Space, what does it feel like? What does it look like for you all?
1: We know we needed a plan. <laughs> like, um, I mean, I I love that how uh how much we have actually grown organically, and we still want to keep that organic portion. Yeah. But uh, but we still need like clarity in terms of like oh uh, revenues, different yeah. streams. Like, mm-hmm. how can we how can we achieve this? How can we sustain? Uh, and not just okay, whatever project comes, we do. You know, mm-hmm. uh, having very clear goals and and mindset so that we can actually. Like you know have even when we talk about having presence overseas right when is that how can we do it uh, these are you know the conversations and the plans that need to be executed yeah mm. yeah
0: would you say like the the idea the vision of sign of space has to evolve with the journey or does it still have elements that are still fixed uh, from, from when you guys conceived it
2: I think artist showcase is definitely something that will continue yeah but, um because we do see a lot of potential that comes from there.
0: What does the potential mean in this context? We get
2: to meet so many different people, you know, and some of them become our clients. Mm. Mm, we, I think through that process, we build a lot of trust. Um, And I think that's what we need. Like, it's just that reminder, you know, we need to do something that we have been doing from day one, even maybe, like I don't know, eight years down the road and then we can still talk about remember the first show that we did <laughs> yeah so yeah. we are now at our what show
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah, be able yeah. to do that you know like and having I'll, something consistent yes, yeah, 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 and our recent like preview which you came right we had like our past collaborators uh, that you know came for the preview as well it just felt like oh my god we are all here together and mm. it's like we, like it just it's so Um, I, I was overwhelmed by emotions like yeah, like you know, all these different mm. artists who t- who are in that same space, sharing their own stories. Yeah.
2: Um, and then they're just like updating us on how they have grown as a creative and things like that. Yeah. And mm. you know, that was that was nice. Mm.
0: I hope y'all have a beautiful way of archiving and cataloging all these like stories and conversation because it feels like it's like a conduit. It's, if if anything, it feels like a conduit for for conversation the space. Yeah. Mm. I feel like people go there, they they tend to express or they talk about certain mm-hmm. things and then they leave and they come back and they talk, yeah.
2: You know, um, from all our showcases, right, there is a certain element where um, or an activity that people leave behind. So for example, for Josh, he is a paper artist. Mm-hmm. So the showcase was done on the later part of the year, I think around December or something like that.
1: Yeah, two years uh, ago already. Yeah, right? and That's what happened
2: was um, is the idea of taking remnants of your past on paper mm. format and making something new out of it. So mm. you let go of this, you know, all the bad things. Um, So people had to write down things that they wanted to let go of mm. uh, for the year. And we compile all this paper, right? And then Josh, he, he made new paper out of it. And then now it's displayed in the studio. So whenever we see the artwork, we, we know about the exhibition. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So mm. that is how we document things are in certain ways. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think that leads nicely into my next question, which is why, Why is it important to organize workshops for people to engage with the artists? Why is it important?
2: Even though it's actually very hard to... Organizing is not difficult, but trying to make people understand what our workshop is going to provide, because they must understand that the final piece that you're making is not the point.
1: So, there is a shift. Okay, mm. so for artist showcase, yep. our focus is sharing the stories of the artist and whatever happens, happens, right? Yep. Uh, but when it comes to workshop, we will direct and shift the focus back to the participants. Uh, so, it's for them to share their stories. Yeah, so. You don't
2: go there. Like, there are so many candle workshops, yep. right? But for me, whenever I tell people, what's the point of paying so much money for a candle? Um, when you're just going to bring it home and leave it there. Mm, so sure. the point when you come to a candle making workshops, right, it's, n- it's actually not about the candle. It's about you understanding why certain smells maybe resonate better, maybe mm. certain memories that will come up with it.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, so let me just uh, give a example. Okay, so for uh, the candle making workshop that we have, right, um, uh, we talk, th- the artist, okay, the participants get to, you know, create two unique scents. So think of morning and evening. Yep. So, um you know, the artists will actually ask them like, uh, how do you want to feel in the morning? So one of them, okay, I want to feel courageous. And then they will do like scent selection. They will pick, okay, this, you know, makes me feel courageous. And... How do you even do that, right? Yeah, exactly. And also, for example, blending it with, uh, okay... A uh, memory of uh, your loved one so this scent reminds me of you know one of them actually uh, someone passed on yeah. okay loved one passed on and that reminded uh, very much of you know of, of that person Yeah. and imagine courage and blending with that scent yeah. and how much you know in the morning when you light that up the emotions that, that mm. you carry mm. with that and then at the end of the yeah.
2: session normally we will ask them to write a letter to their future self
0: mm. wow yeah for every workshop for most of most them workshops. actually yeah. so
2: we would deliver the letter maybe like months ahead or whatever when yeah. they least expect it right and then we just send them as a little reminder lo, of what they told themselves when at this at mm. that point in time yeah. was this
0: always a practice that you guys had or did it in, get incorporated along the way I think
2: by our second showcase really we did that already mm. yeah okay.
0: Why, why was it important?
2: Because sometimes actually all of us we forget things even though how impactful it is right we may remember certain beats and pieces but unless you journal every day because I journal every day so writing that's why the writing is a very big thing in Sino space we write mm-hmm. a lot um, but when you read your old entries
1: you, you wouldn't have guessed like the stuff that you think about, you know, yeah. at that point. It's just like um Facebook, you know. Yeah. Um, you like your old post when it starts to come out, it's like, oh my god, who is this person? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then
2: when you read it on present day, you can see like how much you've grown mm-hmm. since then. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's very important.
0: I can imagine for people going to a workshop and having it be turned on themselves. Mm-hmm could be quite arresting because Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, going to a workshop, you are kind of always, it's a little bit mindless to a certain degree because you're going there to do this. Uh, Some people might want to learn a skill. Some people might just want to make a product and people go there to have a good time. But it feels as though the workshops are very, uh, it it flips it on its head actually. Like Mm -hmm. the activity is just activity, but the activity is like a conduit to further the message of the artist and to further the I guess to, to extend the conversation really between uh the artists the practice you guys and mm. the individual because it sounds very personalized with regards to uh the, the the questions and how you guys are conducting the workshop as mm. well. Incredible. Yeah.
2: We've because the thing that you make does not really matter. Mm. You can go anywhere you can make anything you want but it's not it does not matter.
0: It's very interesting to have this train of thought in uh a culture like Singapore where the product I mean, art has been distilled into a product. You talked about passion, passion is a product because we plaster it all over and we want, we want everybody to be passionate, but we don't want to support the the nitty gritty part of the journey. We like the final product. We only want to support the winners, but anybody that loses us, too bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's very funny. And I think it's very interesting to have, uh to, to be firm in this train of thought really, to, to turn this idea of a workshop where you said, Any given weekend, you can have multiple workshops. You can have workshops to go for every day. But to have something so... The the, word I keep coming back to and when I think about the space and I think about what you guys have done, is intimate. It is very intimate. Because who would have thought that going to a workshop and someone being asked what is courageous and then you think of memories of someone who has passed on. Nobody would have expected that. Mm. I mean, nobody could predict that.
2: Yeah. But this is also what we mean when if there's a lot of people who come up to us saying that they want to hold workshops, they want to do this, they want to be part of the exhibition, they want to be featured and things like that, right? But, you have to understand the level of commitment that is required. You know, not just for that period but even after is because everyone who comes through that door ex- who experienced your story will remember you for that and they have that emotional connection with you based on your story. Yeah. So, you have to be able to continue that, you know, and um to continue helping people based on, based on what you experienced. So, some people did, do drop out mm. because they're not able to do that, which yeah. is fine. Um, but our job is just to continue finding people who are brave enough to kind of continue the journey. Yeah.
0: Brave is really the word because mm. when you use the the word commitment, it sounds like it's more than just a physical commitment, mm. but it sounds like the mental commitment to actually do the thing and to commit and the emotional part of it as well because yeah. it sounds like it is it goes beyond the the idea of just conducting and manifesting art and doing it or paper hanging or whatever Mm. but it's there's this emotional component that you really don't know what might what what fruits it might bear really yeah
2: so we need to find people who are interested and curious to see how their work may affect others Mm. and you have to be strong enough by that point to be able to hold space for these people you know so that's very important (laughs)
0: And yeah. that's where the idea of the conversations and the vibe check is helpful huh? mm. yep. for for you all to actually go through this process together with them and yeah. to to suss out and to vet out I guess the intentions of the individual and the authenticity of how they will want to show up yeah. for the other people as well.
2: Yeah. we We got so many people asking like I can, can imagine, do, yeah. Can we a showcase because it's a great deal. Mm. You know you don't have to pay for for yep. stuff right and all that. Um but yeah, see how
0: but it's also like the idea of you guys drawing boundaries la, yeah. with regards mm-hmm. to people because you mentioned it's a great deal. The other thing we love is a great deal mm-hmm. as Singaporeans. Yep. Like we want something where it's like, let's say it's, you guys are doing everything. It's it's kind of like a low commitment on the artists as well because they are just showing their work. Oh, incredible.
2: Yeah. So we have to make it very clear. It's not about your work. And then you're like, what? Yep. Yeah.
0: What excites you guys about working with different establishments, different brands, Mm -hmm. different people and different creative. What continues to excite you? What continues to to push and to motivate you to do things? It's a
1: double-edged thing, you know? Yeah. um, Sometimes it's like, uh, okay, like how do we do this? Like, you know, the creative process kind of excite us, but it also like scare us a bit. Like, okay, Mm. yeah. How do we, you know, still create certain things and... Um, but you know yet again some very often we are uh limited because of our resources Mm. yeah sometimes we overthink too much too
0: that's the part that's part and parcel of being in the creative industry and being a creative Mm. or being human really
2: think too much when actually somebody is just very happy if they (laughs) i don't know like um like certain experiences when when we have to create for a bigger scale, um, obviously the engagement is gone, uh, because we know the kind of level that we like. Mm-hmm. But for the masses, right, even a little bit is actually quite okay already for them.
0: Oh, what do you mean by that?
1: Like, um, simple touches of activity, like for example, you can just write down, you know, oh yeah, what does uh looking at this, how does it feel for you, or oh, and then take you can take this piece of something with you after yeah. that, you know, uh, simple gesture, but that becomes like, oh, okay, yeah, it's well, very, it's very, yeah.
2: yeah, it's very good for them. Really, they feel very happy. Yep, yeah. like certain activations. Um, the most recent mm-hmm. one that we did also was for, um, sixteen sixty four. So we had a group of artists who come down and to do portraits for people, right? Mm. And I think when they were doing it, to me, it's like, why? The one thing that really got me was, I was standing there watching this long queue of people standing there and also I was thinking to myself, why is it that all these people are so willing to stand and wait for so long just for portraits?
3: Mm-hmm. Great
2: question. You know, and then when I, when I went home and I actually covered in a post, I said, they're still under the sun, they're still under the rain because I feel they just want to feel special. Mm. That's when I realized like it's, it's really not about the portrait but it's for, for the artist, right to see these people and and to give time to these people and to create something that represents them. Mm-hmm. That was why the cue was there. Yeah, mm. You know, you see all these different brand activations and they just like do certain things like whatever, right? Um, it doesn't mean anything actually to me when I see it. So, but this time
0: around, when I saw the portrait making, I was like thinking like, why? Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a beautiful way of looking at it. And did you get to talk? to the people uh, who, who got the portrait or did mm. you get to talk to the people or did you get to engage with them
2: some yeah. yeah but because like I said it's a very mass audience kind of vibe so it's a bit hard to have that intimacy but during that short moments, you know, then you ask them like, "Oh, who is this person to you?" and oh. and you cannot uh, see like you know they they're sitting there together, very excited to get their <laughs> portraits done. But it's because they wanna feel special, right, on the yep. day. Yeah,
1: mm. a couple immediately after getting the portrait went over to a store and bought like frame and frame up straight away. Yeah, yeah. So Damn. It's just, yeah.
2: So it's really not about the quality of the portraits or whatever. You know, it's really just that simple gesture of making you feel special. Yeah.
0: What I'm curious to know is, has your idea of what art is or what art should look like, how has it changed across the years? Yeah. Because I think Herman, you mentioned before about going to like museums and galleries Mm. and looking at the things and maybe not understanding them. Mm. How has this idea of art changed across the years? Has it changed? Is it same? Is it still similar? Yeah.
2: I do have a deeper understanding of what certain things are, but for me, the story behind the artwork is worth more than anything. Mm -hmm. Like I need to understand why is it there? Like how, why did you create it in a certain way? You know, Um, I didn't understand at first why the references, I guess, of what they use. But when you understand that, you understand the life that the artist lived. And actually the work is not about aesthetics. It's really about the person's life. Interesting. Yeah. And then when I understood that, right, it literally could be anything. Like even for you guys, when I see all your pieces around the space, like why did you do it in that way? You know, um, the colors that you use at that point in time, why did you think that that was the best decision? Mm. Um, Represents a different people that was working on it or um, yeah, to me, that's what I see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Beautiful, Derek. What about you? Mm. How is your idea of has has your idea of art changed? Uh, running uh, across the years of of, of running, Sino meeting these different people. Yeah, yeah. It.
1: Hmm. I feel that. Um. I think it, art is such a big word. Like yeah. even you know, for me, uh, art is very personal. Like for me, art is expression. You know, I get to get to feel things. I get to. You know, enjoy life. You know, through art. You know, when you look, even for me, I look into like life philosophy as well. I love like Japanese philosophy, uh, philosophy like ikigai. You know, um, uh, like uh kintsugi yep. and stuff like you know mending broken pieces. Like for me, that it's art as well. When you can see life differently in in a different light, yep. I think that it's up to me and it, ha- it hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. beautiful because
0: yeah. it sounds like it goes beyond uh, the, the physical product of it. Oh, it's just yeah. a painting. For, for Herman, it sounds like it goes beyond that because it goes deeper into who is actually behind it. But for Derek, it sounds like the idea of art, it doesn't just apply to like, oh, illustration. It doesn't just apply to like, oh, a performance. But it goes uh, towards the intangible as well. Like, it's just a perspective and you could have multiple, spe- multiple mm. perspectives of viewing different yep. things. Yep. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, in wanting to wind now this 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 conversation, um, I'm curious to know why is storytelling and narratives why is it important to you guys? Why is it? It seems like it's a very central focus of the business of the space and of the establishment and of the practice. Why is it so important to tell stories to? collect stories to preserve these stories from your artists from the people you work with uh from the people who even engage uh, with you guys
1: okay so um okay let's let's say this um when we look back into our like younger days secondary school days what do you remember the
0: shitty canteen food probably
1: okay yeah uh, so um like most of them is not it's not about the content, like what you learn, you know, in class and yep. stuff, but it's like, okay, remember this teacher said this, yep. you remember this friend did that and stuff. These are stories that can, you know, you know, we can actually retain, yep. retain all these feelings. Um, I have a mentor who shared this with me before. It doesn't matter what is taught, the feelings will always be remembered. And True. we... Yeah, it doesn't matter what stories we share. You know, the feelings will always be remembered. Yep.
0: Yeah. For better or worse. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) Correct, yeah. Mm.
2: But yeah. Um, I think for me, it gives meaning. Mm. Like the purpose. Storytelling just allows it to be understood easier by more people.
0: That's it. Do you feel like there are certain topics or there are certain themes that are universal or do you feel that stories are always going to be uh, unique and personalized down to the individual? I ask because if you look at the landscape of a media today, you look at a TV series, you look at movies, um, it is told differently. It is told by different directors. They have a different look. The, the medium of it is different, but there seem to be certain central themes that if you look at it from a really macro point of view, it feels like they're telling universal stories. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know um, both of your perspective on it. How do you feel about it? Do you feel that everybody has, uh, we all share like these universal concepts like death, uh, life, uh, chaos, and all these things, or do you feel like every story that each individual goes through is unique and personalized?
2: I think it is unique mm. in your own way but the way that we react to those situations right through the emotions those are universal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah so like um the circumstances are different but you know we can still resonate because yeah yeah this reminds me of you know a part of me you know different stories just appeal to you mm. differently because so- when when it kind of um you know vibrate in the same frequency you you felt it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm.
0: Beautiful. Um, I have a two-parter. So how would you describe the story of Sinospace up to this point? Hmm, you hmm. got me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, because th- it feels like it's a little bit unexpected. Mm-hmm. You guys started initially as one thing, mm-hmm. but it has grown and blossomed, really is the word I have in mind, mm-hmm. that, into something right now. And as you guys mentioned, we you guys are charting what the next step is. I'm curious to know, how do you all conceive of the story of space up to this point?
2: Yeah, I think to me, right, space is really about the people. Mm. And I think subconsciously, it has reflected on social because whenever I want to post a picture, I feel that I need to post of people, of the people that we interact with, you know? Um Previously it was like, oh, such a beautiful piece of like furniture or <laughs> something. <laughs> but now it's yeah. it's really like the people because we have met so many and technically I only have three hundred and sixty-five days, you know, to, to post and not overwhelm anybody yep. in that process. Yep.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So um I think Sino Space Um story comes from the Sino story. So if you wanna <laughs> listen more, yeah, can you know, just DM us at at uh, Sino Space S-A-I-N-O-U-S-P-A-C-E and we'll share like the Sino story life for you yes mm. <laughs> yeah I think I think sometimes we don't do that for guests like when he's
2: not in the space mm. I wouldn't tell the story only because um, even though I wrote it he's the one that has to deliver it
0: what is so special about his delivery that you can't do it <laughs>
1: The theater aspect, I don't know. Mm. It's actually not. It's not. It's not about the theater. It's not about the but, theater. Yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I, I I feel that I can feel the soul of sino space. and every time I share the story, it you know it 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 kind of translated through my body yeah. and, and voice. Yeah, and that makes the Sino story felt even after hundreds of time.
2: Right. I'm clicking the presentation slide for him to tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> like I will still
1: smile at the end. Yeah, mm. you know, like yeah. And we have like guests who come again and again. And uh, if they have like chance, oh yeah, I want to hear the Sino story again. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We have that. Yeah. 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 yeah, you you missed that out the the
0: last time. The last maybe. time, <laughs> oh.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So usually, you know, with our new guests, we actually share it in person, uh, and we also even have like a a fun activity after that mm. <laughs> for the guests to <laughs> the bring guests, home to remember
0: yeah. us by. Uh, mm. Yeah. Are you able to to share with the class what this fun activity is? This,
1: uh, you Or oh. do you
0: want to keep it a secret for for people <laughs> who actually go to your space?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, to to follow up that question, um. Mm. I'm curious to know individually, how would you describe your story and your narrative up to this point? Yeah, so so we've talked about Sino and Sino is amazing, but individually, because without you guys, I don't think Sino Space would exist in its current format. So you two are important as well. And I'm curious to know individually, how, how would you describe your story and your narrative up to this point?
1: I feel that I, um, for me, I, I felt that there's a lot of growth and it will continue to grow. Mm. And all this process, especially for these past three years, seeds has been planted. I'm a very, very different person, I feel. Uh, I think I am much clearer with what I want. Um, And even, we, you know, come and talk about Shok Sendiri. I know, yes, it's okay to Shok Sendiri outside of Sino space. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, you know, I, it is important to me to feel good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and a lot of things I, I realized, like even my story is like don't is is like be, be very clear, like you know, um, do it if it feels and, and accept the truth that if you are doing it because it simply feels good, okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like big, you know, purpose and meaning yep. and, and, and stuff like that. Um so I think that it's uh my narrative and uh, I also know that my gift it's the connection with people, mm. uh, and I will continue to connect with <laughs> different people and bring that an uh, emotional engagement to everything that yep. that we do. Yep. Yeah.
0: Oh, you Herman, shall I have the class? Hmm,
2: I think for me, <clears throat> I'm sorry. What's the question again? <laughs>
0: well, individually, um, how do you feel your own personal narrative in your own your own story up to this point? Was it like?
2: Mm, okay i think for Sino space how it has changed my story i really do see things in a bigger perspective i do believe that everything that has happened to you or is going to happen to you is there for a reason mm. i'm no longer scared um even if it fails i know that something else will come out of it um, I believe in having good intentions and wishing it. That's another story I'll tell you privately.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but I think it, I think after you do all this, right, and you listen to so many stories, and and you 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 can't help but you resonate with them, you know, and um, it really eliminates fear a lot. My anxiety now comes from. Um, things that I really cannot control. Like there are thousand and one things I need to do, and I'm just mm-hmm. like that. I, I I I get fueled by being busy. Yeah. But I'm not scared that even if I don't do well, you know what's what's gonna happen. I don't I don't I'm I don't care so much. Mm. <clears throat> so, um, I think for me that is a very big thing already because I'm I'm such a planner, mm. and to in some days just like, mm, okay. I think I have to let it go. Yeah. You know, just do it. Yeah.
0: Is it the idea of uh control and how it gives you a certain sense of comfort that you're able to predict certain things?
2: Yeah, because I think for my job, like not in space, but outside, right, corporate side. Um I manage teams and things like that. So I have to plan a lot. Yep. And I need to control. But when I do space now, I always tell my team that you need to see the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. of where you want to go. If you have the clarity, you need to embrace it so that I can help you to get there. Yeah. You know, um, I wouldn't say this kind of things if I didn't do science-based.
3: Yeah.
0: So with regards to uh, both of your experience, um, do you think it's more like like an age thing? Like you, as, as you mature and as you be more introspective, you will naturally gain these insights or what do you think? How do you conceive of uh the 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 changes that you guys have experienced? Like now you're being you're in a position where you're able to tell other people uh these are the to always look at the bigger picture because it sounds as though uh it was it, it took some time to to transition into this particular space as well. So I'm curious, no, do you do you think it's like an age thing or do you think it's just about the experience that you guys have individually experienced and it it, it flows out from you guys?
1: I feel it's experience. Mm. Um, age doesn't really matter. Um, I And I hear the wisest thing from like younger students as well. You know, sometimes I learn so much <laughs> through you know, different perspectives because everyone's environment is different. Circumstances are different. And there's always something that you can take away no matter, you know, where you are um, and whoever you speak to. Yeah, so it's not about age for me.
2: True. It's not about age. I think the age thing just allows you to experience more. Mm. Um yeah. Actually when you talk to people, right? Even the youngest ones, you do learn things. Like sometimes I try to ask myself like, every day, eh? like, what did you learn today?
0: Is it yeah. always to is it always easy to come up with an answer or is it always
2: It's actually quite easy. Mm. Because it's just it's just to make you realize like Every day is different, even though you do the same thing sometimes like day in, day out. Yep. But there are really small snippets of interaction that maybe you could learn something and then you just have to realize that you're learning something. Because yeah. sometimes you don't realize, you know, you just go through the day, oh, I did this. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think yeah. the brain has a funny way of, of uh, compressing different information and a- allowing you to make sense of it. Mm. But it's in that process that, that it doesn't leave a lot of nuance because you don't even know how you're thinking of different things, how you're arriving at different conclusions. Yeah. I think the idea of uh learning different things every day and it's also a sense of having like a sort of gratitude and with, with the people you meet as well and just being open to it because yeah. you guys meet so much different people and you mentioned about meeting people younger and learning from them. I can imagine a different scenario where uh you guys have uh, you guys have been more cynical because you guys have arrived at a, at a, at a certain position and you're speaking to, let's say, someone a decade younger than you. Like, there's always this notion of what, what do they know? What have they experienced? But it's also like the idea of being open and allowing them to, to teach you things, not just skills or whatever, but just the way of viewing the world.
2: Mm-hmm. It's very different.
0: So I think we'll, we'll, my, my, my last question for you guys is, um, what does success look like for you right now? And has it changed uh, across the years? What is success?
1: Oh, this one recently I just read article, like you have to change your viewpoint of what success is by one of our mm, leaders. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyways, yes. <laughs> do you do you agree with that? Um, it depends on what circumstances you are in. Like you know, to put food on the table that is fundamental and um, <laughs> that has nothing to, uh, regardless what what viewpoint you have about success. You know, basic needs needs to yep. be. Mm-hmm met Uh, and at this point of time i just for me success is i'm able to be really comfortable with 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 you know how i am financially you know emotionally in a in a much more holistic Mm. uh, way and of course growth to me is very important like it shouldn't stop and like even for comfort um like there is always more towards towards that uh and we will definitely be put in a place out of our comfort zone but that is okay and that is also good. Yeah. Mm.
2: I think success for me is I think once again like coming from um, poverty where there was no food mm. no power Um. to me success is now like I can go down the street and I can buy whatever I want to buy you know and to be able to have that constant mindset that it is possible, 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 possible. Mm. Yeah, because I could have gone like many ways, um, but to be here and to be helping others, um, to me that is already, I feel lucky. Actually, yeah.
0: lucky is a is a very interesting word to yeah. use. Does 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 that feel like motivation to to continue to to do? To double down on what you're doing? Does it feel like motivation or does it feel like something else?
2: I'm more curious on I'm more curious on what else I can do. I think that's the motivation of why I want to do things. Mm. And because now I do believe in the bigger picture. I just keep doing things is because I know that you will lead me to something else. Is that faith? I mean when you have nothing to begin with mm. and you only have faith, I think it's still stuck. So it's still like, you know, I still believe in it. Like, Yeah. yeah.
0: Are you the optimist in the group?
2: Mm, optimistic, but I'm also realistic.
0: Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Um. Is there anything else you guys would like to talk about before we end?
2: Mm, I think... I think okay, maybe some of the things that we discussed today is about it's a bit like heebie-jeebie, but I do hope that more people could come and just feel the space, mm. you know, yeah, and then you understand where we're coming from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> night,
0: night, night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, where can people find you guys? Do can can people just DM you guys and just show up? What does it look like on a day to day like where there's no events? Yeah.
1: Okay, DM us for sure because we are not always
2: in. <laughs> yeah, we're not yeah. always in, but even sometimes mm. when there's nothing in the space going on, um, and you just want to see the space, we be more than willing like to kind of have you and and just yeah. like chit chat. Cause I think um knowing people is what we do, mm. you know, and we want to know people.
1: That's how it started on social media. You know, We shared something and some creative actually, before we even do our very first like projects or yeah. like, showcase, like, oh, your place looks interesting. Yeah. Let me pop by. And that is- And then how. he popped by.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then until now we become friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Mm, so yeah. Uh, where can people find you guys? Uh, what are your handles? If you want to share your address? Yeah.
1: Yep. So our IG handle is at- SinoSpace S-A-I N-O-U-S-P-A-C-E yeah you can uh, find us uh, DM us on IG mm. yes. or you can check out our website at sinospace.com. yeah so yeah. all information is in their website yeah, yeah. beautiful, hi.
0: beautiful. Um, thank you Herman thank you Derek thank you for the time as well as the beautiful conversation thank, thank you so much. much thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired if you enjoyed what you heard thus far Do give us a follow on Instagram. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode.